time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Ah, brother! Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, great sports radio personality who's managed to stay alive in Florida, Jim Rodriguez. We're going to be talking to Jim in just a second. We got Advice Corner today, Fiery Four, Pop Quiz. We're going old school. Good show. And as always, before we get to Jim Rodriguez, time for the Waterhouse Update, brought to you by Cinemut. Watch a movie with a dog. At Cinemut, Super Bowl, Bucks win 31-9, treat the Chiefs worse than a Russian dissident. Tom Brady makes two coaches cry, Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Brady wins the MVP and says, now I'd like to recite a poem. And they cut off his mic. Rob Gronkowski, six catches, two TDs to say he was lumbering was a disservice to trees. Leonard Fournette plowed through Casey like a full-grown man robbing a Build-A-Bear. And Bucks coach Bruce Arians finally removed that pack of TNT or whatever the hell it was that he had strapped to his chest. That wrap-up, sponsored by Proteiny, the protein bar, so tiny, you don't even know you've eaten it. More Super Bowl. A streaker wearing a hot pink onesie outgained the Chiefs running backs by 13 yards. Bucks linebacker Devin White got dinged in the head, was taken to Tampa's Queen of Seared Scallops Hospital, where he was put on a mojito drip and released. The weekend's halftime show managed to purchase Every red sport coat in North America. That wrap-up sponsored by Carnivorios, the chocolate cookie with the white meat center. Golf! Dustin Johnson won the Saudi Arabian International using nine different sand wedges and a putter. And finally, this week in sports history. The year 1960, the place Boston, Massachusetts, the Celtics Bill Russell became the first NBA player to top 50 rebounds in a single game. Said Russell, I was parked in a one-hour zone and I couldn't afford a lot of farting around. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by the Thunderburps, the Air Force belching team. Hey, Time for a word from my sponsor, Me Undies. They got this sleepwear thing down. Uh, they got sleepwear and loungewear and PJs and all undies, all kinds of stuff for your whole family men, women, kids, the whole thing. Uh, they start with sustainably sourced beechwood trees where you put your conscience at ease there because it's all sustainable. They turn that into a pulp and then into a yarn and then they weave that into underwear. Feels like heaven on your skin. Fibers called micromodal, which is like trees or something. But listen to me. It's the softest fabric on earth, and it gets softer every time you wash it. Plus, it comes in classic solids or bright colors or incredible prints like pandas or sushis or dinosaurs or flames. They got it all. Here's the deal. Great offer for my listeners. Any first-time purchasers, 15% off plus free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get 15% off your first order plus free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash pain. That's meundies.com slash pain. So go get me undies incredible underwear right to your door now. 
Finally, it's talk time. My guest today, great sports radio guy who knows both sides of the mic. He currently hosts the Jim Rodriguez Experience on Onside Radio. Jim Rodriguez. Jim, how are you today? I am wonderful. How are you? What's going oh, on? Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> Got a cocktail going. He's in Florida, well, folks. He needs a cocktail at all times. This is, this is we call this anti-COVID out here in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Fights the COVID. That's what Governor Ron DeSantis said. Mm-hmm. But now you grew up in in Southern California. Is that right? That's right. Born and raised in Los Angeles. We were the only Cubans in L.A. because my, my grandfather in the 60s was a was a cop in Castro's regime. So when they said, hey, anybody that wants to get out, they can get out. So he took off. So he brought wow. his kids. We, they landed in Miami, and he literally looked like like like, like the scene in Get Shorty, where, where the guy comes out to the airport, looks around, and says, "This is Miami. They can have it." And he kept going, and he went over to L.A., and that's where we settled in. We're the L.A. Cubans. Wow, impressive! Now, did you uh, play sports in high school? Where'd you go to high school out here? I went to school high school at Daniel Murphy High School on Third and La Brea. Very nice, nice, you know, Catholic high school in a Jewish neighborhood. But wow. <laughs> Daniel Murphy High School doesn't exist anymore because, uh, uh, you know, the priests and stuff. So they uh, could they have that. <laughs> I allegedly. didn't know that was the international sign for uh, allegedly, allegedly, for, uh, allegedly. So Daniel Murphy High School does long. not exist anymore. But we still fight. You know, fight. We are still Mary Nobles. So I Mary baseball. Nobles was that the well, nickname? Nobles. Maybe they were too Mary. That's the problem. Yeah, allegedly, absolutely, allegedly. But I played baseball. I was a, I was a catcher, third base, little first base. Couldn't hit to save my life. So they I, they usually would hit me like eleventh or twelfth if they could. But I was a pretty good glove, and you know, and I could run for a big boy. So you couldn't you couldn't hit the fastball or the curve, and they, or the they slider or the, the breaking ball or anything. Couldn't hit anything. <laughs> the slurve, the slider, nothing. nothing. <laughs> T ball out. Yeah, they say that's the toughest thing in sports, though, hitting a baseball. So you played baseball for the Daniel Murphy Nobles. What a great game. And then did you get a sniff at the college level or did you say, that's it, I'm going into something else? Well, when I when I I've always growing up in in the in the in the 80s, you know, late 70s, early 80s in Los Angeles, you know, Dodgers were in their heyday at the time. Yeah, kind of like they are now. And so I wanted to be Steve Garvey, both on and off the field, you know, and, and so, but I don't think dad, Garvey's uh, got any Cuban blood in him. No, well, we, <laughs> there's a joke there. There's a joke. There. Yeah. So my, my dad, who was, my dad was a man of Zen. My dad was the most Zen Cuban guy I've ever met. My, I didn't, I didn't realize like my dad would never talk. He would just kind of nod and, and sure. you know, and, and he, when he would talk in sort of these, like, don't tell me it's raining while you're peeing on my leg. You know, and I'm seven years old going, who's peeing on your leg? And it's not even right. My dad's nerd. But he he never really talked, but he was a man of Zen. And he was also brutally honest. And and he used to tell me, you know, after watching me play a couple of times, he's like, you know, maybe you ought to do something else. <laughs> and so I got into broadcasting because growing up as a kid in L.A., I mean, th- think about this. I had, I'm, I'm bilingual. And so my parents were divorced. So during the week, I was with my mom, who, by the way, was the neighborhood bookie, had bigger balls than any woman I've ever met wow. in my life. I, I got all my gambling and all my, from my mom, my personality. We may, my know, uh, we may know now why your dad's so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was born, my dad was 42 and my mom was 23. Whoa, that's Cuban. <laughs> so, so what, what, what would happen is I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't play sports. I couldn't play. And then growing up, 
during the week, I'd be my mom and I would hear Vin Scully. Sure. And then during the weekends, I would be with my dad because I'll tell you, he was a hell of a great dad, fought for me. You're going to be with me every weekend. You're not going to forget you have a right. father. And on the weekends, the only rule in his house is we don't speak English in this house. We only speak Spanish in this house. And I had Jaime Harin doing sure. broadcasting for the Dodgers. So Scully wow. during the week, Jaime Harin in the weekends. Oh, I mean, it was go wrong day, with every that. day for me. And the wow, Dodgers were going winning that, uh, every year. So imagine that. You know, it, yeah. was, it was easy to be a baseball fan and a Dodger fan when yeah. I was a kid. That bilingual anecdote brought to you by Pill Bottle Cotton. Make your own clothes with Pill Bottle Cotton. It's free cotton, for God's sake. And, of course, Exasperilla, the soda that tests your patience. So you slide in at sort of your 20s. Yeah, who'd you start with? Where'd you start? Was it Jim Rome or where, where'd you, where'd you, where'd you? Well, it's funny because I was kind of a, I was kind of a late bloomer. Like, like I got to ESPN when I was 25. I mean, usually a lot of a lot of people when they when you know they get out of college and they get that internship. I mean, technically, when I went to college, because I went to college at Creighton University in Omaha, Nebraska. The Blue Jays. That's right. The the the, the Mary Blue Jays. So Tom Apke's Blue Jays. That's right. They, Lighten you know, it up we, on the court. Not not the Bruce Ben, not the Benoit Benjamin Blue Jays. No, we, no, we won't talk about that. You know? <laughs> no, no. But so I started at WOWT Channel Six, the NBC affiliate over there, with, with a guy named wow. Dave Weber. Dave Weber, and he was a great guy. Uh, never never saw the guy wear a pair of pants in his life. Always shorts, and he had like the teeth, you know, have the 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 shirt with the tie already made. So he sure. just slip it on, <laughs> and we do the hit at four o'clock, the hit at five o'clock. Never wore a pair of pants, you know, ten degrees outside. So then I I came back. I followed a girl to the Bay Area. Sure. What are you What are you gonna do? Yeah. That didn't work out. And so I was I was managing a hotel, the Waterfront Plaza Hotel in Jack London Square in Oakland, California. Wow. Okay. I was managing the hotel. I was 24, 25 years old. I was the overnight manager. The Yankees used to stay at our hotel. The wow. Mariners. The and when they would come to play the A's, that, there's a funny uh, st- story for you. Daryl Strawberry was with the Yankees at the time. Right. And, you know, he had the whole thing where he couldn't leave the hotel. So the, sure. the Yankees had private security. So he came down one day looking for the cigarette machine. And I, and I looked at him and hated Daryl Strawberry because I was a Dodger fan. And he sure. told me, you know, Dodgers got that big deal. And, and I was like, hey, no cigarettes here, Daryl. Go to bed. <laughs> and he just looked at me like, all right. So, so the ESPN, when they would come to, to do games, to do A's games, they would stay at our hotel. And I met Dave Campbell. Soup. Sure. And and soup and I had a had a, you know we we would, I would smoke cigars and he would smoke cigarettes rapport, outside yeah. you know it's three o'clock in the morning right nobody's yeah. checking in at that hour and so he said you know hey kid you ought to get into the sports you got a pretty good personality you got a good voice so I sure. said okay soup give me a job and he gave me this guy's name Al Jaffe and so I sent Al Jaffe I mailed him I mailed him a resume okay wow. Okay, and yeah. he called me like a couple of weeks later, and he said, hey, "Kid, come out to Bristol. I want to get. I want to interview you." So I took a vacation, went out there, hired me on the spot, and that's when ESPN News, like 1996, yeah. they had just launched ESPN News, and they had this big thing, and they so they said, "Okay, you're a PA, move out from uh, the Bay Area to, to Bristol, Connecticut." And I said, "Sure, why not?" Single, 25 years old, and I got to ESPN. Yeah, a little wind chill. Al Jaffe, legendary uh, uh, producer right. and exec who over at ESPN. Who are the teams in the NFC Central? You know, that, that was the thing. He would give you a quiz. You know, who was the last three uh, Cy Young Award winners? It was like Trivial Pursuit to try to get a wow. job. It was amazing. That, that was That's impressive. So you, you screw around in Bristol for a while. 
Then you move. Now, five you winters. Move, five five winters. winters. That's all you could take. Yeah, that's all. Any. That's more than any that's Cuban it. in the history of mankind. That's it. That's it. Well, you know, there's Tito Puente who lived in New York for a while. That sets it. But there's a patch of Cubans in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Oh my you goodness. go to Elizabeth, New Jersey, you will see a pack of Cubans. And I don't mean Cohibas. I mean, there's yeah. there's two or three little, little right. Cubans there that got lost. I believe they I, call I, it St. Elizabeth. That's it. <laughs> hey, Elizabeth, ven acá, chica. ¿Qué pasa, Elizabeth? <laughs> now, did you so get I, back I, to Los Angeles? Or so did you... I was in I was in Bristol for five years and I was, you know, and I was pretty happy. I worked on baseball tonight. I was a I was a traveling producer, you know, during the off season. I worked on the six o'clock sports center. So I had like a normal like schedule. I worked like yeah. 10 to seven had Monday, to, you know, had Saturdays and Sundays off. I was pretty good, you know? Yeah. And the then Norby Williamson, Norby yeah. Williamson, who's like the, the VP over there, still there calls me and he goes, Hey, uh, swinger, uh, listen, uh, cause that's how he talks. He calls everybody swinger. Hey, swinger. Uh, we're moving you to LA. We want you to go out there and learn how to produce. Uh, we're going to, you're going to go out there with Gary Miller and do up close. And, I kind of didn't want to go, you know, right. there was a job actually in Miami. There was a bureau producer here in Miami and I and I wanted that job. And he's like, eh, Swinger, you're not getting that job. You're going to LA. And so, you know, I, I felt, I felt like, I felt like Pesci, you know, they sent me out there. They yeah. sent me to LA to help run things. And we got there and, you know, they, they, they quickly turned up close with Gary Miller into unscripted with Chris Connolly. Um, right. And, and then we ran that thing into the ground. And next thing, next thing you know, they're like, okay, come back to Bristol. And I was like, hell no, I'm not going back to Bristol. I'm back in LA, you know? Sure. And so Norby said, well, you're going to be my number one freelancer. And so that's what I did. I freelanced uh, ESPN International, turned into ESPN Deportes. Right. And so I was doing a lot of stuff in English and in Spanish, freelancing, did that for about two or three years, got a job at the TV guide channel producing specials. I remember that channel. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, one of my, one of my favorite people in the business, you know him, Michael Mant. Him yeah, and sure. Steel, they, they were going to revive, they were bringing back Jim Rome and yeah. Rome is burning. And so they hired me and, and I got on Jim Rome and that's where I met you. The rest is history. That's and the impressive. rest as they say is Three dollars and sixty-seven cents. <laughs> All right, listen. I got myself a bona fide all-round sports dude with me. Knows behind the mic. Knows in front of the mic. It's time for advice corner. Actual takeaway from the amazing Jimmy Rodriguez. Jim, I'm going to ask you like five, six questions. You never know. There could be kids listening who need a pathway to their future. Let's see if we can help them and uh, and uh, and see what we come up with here. Uh, all right, question number one. What's one thing to keep in mind when you're breaking into the sports broadcasting business? If there's a kid thinking to himself, Ooh, I'd like to try that. What, what's the best, like, what's the one thing you'd say, hey, yeah, do this. The first thing I would do is talk to as many people as you can who have done it. The best way to learn how to do something is to talk to people who have done it. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And the biggest mistake, a lot of people think, especially if you're covering sports, think about, when sports are at night on the weekends and in holidays that's when you're going to be working right so this whole idea that you're going to be working nine to five producing a show yeah. no you're going to be working you know you're going to have tuesdays and wednesdays off you're going to be working yeah. 5 30 to 2 30 you know you're going to work weekends you're going to work holidays yeah and that's how that's how you learn and you absorb you absorb you learn from people who have done it, whether it's uh, producers, whether it's highlight supervisors, VPs, talent, 
just absorb it, absorb yeah. it, ask questions and learn and be humble. That's the thing. Cause the Perfect. worst thing you so, do uh, is yeah. the guy who, who thinks he knows everything. So the, uh, so, so a regular schedule has gone quicker than Sunday mass in Las Vegas. Question number two, long on air shift. You're dragging a little, your energy's going down. What's your go-to pick me up? What do you grab? Fridge, oh, Red food, Bull. Red Bull, Red, Red Bull. Bull. Wow. No doubt. I'm Straight on keto now. I'm on keto now. So everything is sugar free. So it's a little hard or, Ooh. or you, you, you want to see something that'll get you try some Cuban coffee yeah. without any sugar. <laughs> oh yeah. That's it, rough. It, I mean, it'll make your toes. It'll straighten out your toes, singe the hairs off of your yeah. chest. I've used and, it to, uh, to blow out my carburetor too. Question number three, quick way to shake up an interview. What do you throw in to jolt it? If you can hear it kind of dropping a little bit or someone's giving you one word answers, what do you pop in there to just throw a monkey wrench into the works? I always, I would, I always, and I did this to Bobby Valentine once. He was giving me, when he was managing the Mets, he was giving me, yeah, one day at a time. Ah, yeah, yeah. And I looked at him and I said, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? That's great. And whatever he asked me, I said, what do you mean by that? To the point where he was, he was getting frustrated. And then, then he kind of sort of cracked and then started to, to, to spew Bobby Valentine. Because if anybody yeah. knows Bobby Valentine, that boy likes to talk. Yeah, he does. If you get him talking, that's a great thing. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? That's a great tip. Coming out of quarantine, next few, two, three, four months, hopefully, what's your best travel tip? Because you've been around the country, as you've just told us. What's your favorite little travel tip that you do, that you know, that just helps you out, makes you you feel like the trip's going to go a lot smoother? Well, see, for as much as I like it, as much as I do it, I hate flying. I hate flying. So I load up, whether it's your phone, your tablet, whatever it is, I load it up with like podcasts or, or things that I can hear because I can't, I don't like watching anything on, on an airplane because ah. I'm too much of, I'm not a control freak, but I need to know what everybody's doing at all times right. on the airplane. <laughs> so sure. that, what's that guy doing? Why is that guy getting up? Well, he's, the, the sure, thing you is, got, oh, you've got good field vision, Jimmy. You got to keep I it open. Know, <laughs> because since I can't see in front of me what's happening in the air, I can only see to the side. So I, I, I yeah. love to load up on music load up on podcasts, load up on audio yeah. entertainment. That, and that sort of mellows me out. Perfect. A lot of audio distraction, but keep the visual open like any good catcher. Question number good. five, how important is Spanish in the sports world now? Should a kid pay closer attention in high school Spanish and pick it up? Absolutely. Listen, everything I've done for the last 20 years has been because of Spanish. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I, I tell my kids, we have this house because of Spanish. We live here. The, right. that, that, that overpriced jersey you're wearing is because Spanish. It, it leads, you know, listen, one of my favorite people who we just lost, Pedro Gomez. You know, he was the quintessential. You look at Pedro Gomez and that's what you want to be. A guy who can do a hit on SportsCenter in English and turn around and do it right again in Spanish. Because you know why? Right. It gives you relevance. It, you yeah. know, all of a sudden as an employee, and we know how crazy this business is, you're two people. They only got to yeah. pay you once. So right. it, it, it just gives you more things to do, more things to learn. So it never hurts to learn a language, never hurts to know a language, even if, even if you can defend yourself with the language, you know, yeah. not ne- necessarily on air. Everything I've done has been because of Spanish. It's crazy. I've, I've had more success in Spanish media than I've had in English media. That's impressive. Bonus question. You've only got a 30 minute break. 
best short cigar. Mine, the Padron 2000. What do you go to when you got 30 minutes, you got to burn something fast and get back in there, but you want that mellow 25 minute experience where you're just being you. You give me a little Monte Cristo right there. Ah, the little Monte Cristo. A, a, yeah. little, a little Monte, fire it up. You don't want to be Dave Campbell and burn through that heater like no. that. But you know, I don't. But to me, I would almost not even do a, a cigar because again, that's an experience, kind of like my yeah. show, the J Rod experience. It's an experience. Yeah. You know, you don't want to puff, 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 puff. You know, right. maybe you know what I like to do. I'll get uh, if if I can, I'll get a little cocktail. If not, I'll get a Red Bull and just sort of savor savor life. Wow, because one of the few the, humans on the planet. You can't relight a cigar. You can't yeah. relight a cigar. Ooh. Ah, that's true. Uh, it was Savers Red Bull. I've never heard that for that advice quarter brought to you by Needle and Thread, the Amish bedazzler. Now it's time for the Fiery Four. The Fiery Four. Jimmy Rodriguez, these are sports takes hotter than the tip of Andy Garcia's Cohiba. Fire number one. Bucks win the Super Bowl with a playbook Dan Fouts could have run. Is old school football back or is it just the Bucks? It's just the Bucks because look at Bruce Arians. My man had his little Darth Vader thing there. Yeah. You know, he looks like a guy who owns like a, like a tour company in Key West. That's what he, yeah. that's what he looks like. I mean, to me, it's, it's a guy that says, hey, let's just, he's a video game. Let's keep throwing deep. Let's keep throwing deep and really, it's the defense, not the offense that won that game. The defense, yeah, oh yeah. Todd Bowles, just game what ball. he did to Pat Mahomes. I think that's what you're going to see, that swarming crazy defense. Yeah. Fire number two. You're in a bar fight. You can only pick one of these guys to help you. Jim Rome or Colin Coward? Yeah, that's a toughie. I would say, gosh, I would, I would you know, if five years ago, I would say Jim Rome. But today uh, I would say Colin Coward because everyone wants to beat the crap out of Colin Coward and I can slide oh, you on get out, of out of there. So you're using him as a distraction. That's it. So, listen, somebody, somebody's got to take it for the team. <laughs> Brilliant strategy. Fire number three. Dodgers trade both Jack Peterson and Kike Hernandez. Arguably the two biggest personalities in the clubhouse. Have they traded away too much Tommy Lasorda? a little too much Dodger heart and personality, or do they still have that on that ball club? I think that's a, that's a great question, especially Keegan. I mean, Jock, Jock looks like a, like a guy that should be taking like a, a swig of a beer at first base. Yeah. He's a borderline softball. He's a borderline DH. They're going to miss Jock, but the guy is Kiki Hernandez. I mean, every, yeah. everything he does, they're going to miss him. And by the way, for as much of, as of, of, of a clown, and I mean this in a good way, the guy yeah. did hit three home runs in the league championship. Team. Yeah. The guy was mighty, mighty clutch. It'll be interesting to see who's going to be that guy. Although Todd ba- uh, Trevor Bauer may be the new personality on that team. Oh, that's Especially true. really works one day a week. Yeah, yeah, that's really true. Uh, I, I like that. Uh, Bauer, Bauer might fill that gap. And finally, fire number four, go-to sandwich. Jimmy Rodriguez, Media Noche, Europa Vieja. Which is your Cuban go-to? Oh, it's got to be the Media Noche. You like the Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, especially if you get it warm, you get it nice and, yes. and, and planchada like that. But <laughs> I will say this, and I talked about it on my show the other day. There's, you know, I, I take umbrage, umbrage in Tampa. They say Tampa created the Cuban sandwich. They use salami. Who puts salami on a Cuban sandwich? That's like putting pineapples on a pizza. 
No. Yeah, no, can't do it. The only person putting salami on a Cuban sandwich is an Italian trying to escape. That's it. That's the only one. That that Fiery Four brought to you by McStiffins, fully hardened Irish oatmeal. Now I understand you may have a pop quiz for me. Now, folks, we haven't done this in a while because I've had a lot of sports guys on just ramming through a lot of sports quizzes and stuff. But uh, Jimmy uh, and I haven't talked in a long time. So uh, this is a feature where my guest asks me three questions and I see if I can't go at least two for three. Uh, Jim, just so you know, uh, career, I'm 11, 120 and two. I've got two ties. We split down the middle on a question that was a half question and I got half of it right. So, so I'm not great, but I am two and two, five and one on my last eight. So I'm on a roll. All right. Well, I've got one that's that this has bought me so many beers in my day. It's, it's a little bit. In, I'll give you a little bit of a hint. OK, who was on the field when Hank Aaron got the record breaking home run and Pete Rose got the record breaking hit? I'm going to say Al Downing. I'll just take no, a shot. Well, no. It was Dodgers Padres. Mm. Who played for the Dodgers? Who played for the Padres? Steve Garvey. Yes. 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 Wow. He was wow, I'll take it on the second. I'll take huh? it on the second rebound. That's it. That's it. You got the putback. <laughs> yeah. Got the old rebound and threw it back in. Ooh, I'm one and oh. Oh, look out. I got a little momentum. Question number two. See what you got. All right. Number two. Let's see. Why why does Eminem have an Oscar? I guess that's what I want to know. Oh, I don't, I don't know the, I'm not sure. That might be a philosophical answer. I think Eminem has an Oscar because he was hot and because the Academy wanted to appear as hip as they possibly could. And that's probably as close as they were going to get. I also think the score was pretty solid. Right. You know, I I think think that. that movie had a message and he didn't bury the message under pop culture. Wow. I've never right, said so that. Here, here, here's one point. After this, after this Super Bowl, 54, right? Yep. 54. Who holds the all-time record between NFC and NFC? Who's won the most games? Oh, my goodness. I am going to say uh, AFC still. 28-27 NFC. Oh, my goodness. They broke the Brady. tie. Sticking it in my ass yet again, that Brady son of a gun. I can't take it. All right. I think I'll go. I'll do that as a tie because we had the uh, Eminem one, which could be a judgment call. But then again, I'm the referee. Two to one. I won it. Damn we'll take it. it. I'll give it to you. <laughs> take it. Thank you. Adel- my guess today Bird the amazing- one. Adelaide Bird is scoring it. You win. <laughs> Perfect. The amazing Jimmy Rodriguez sitting in with us today. Where do we catch the Jim Rodriguez experience on radio or or uh, or uh, podcasting? And how do we follow you on Twitter? Well, what we do is the J Rod experience is every Saturday, two to four p.m. Eastern on Onside Radio. It's OnsideRadio.com, coast to coast and around the world. All you got to do is go to OnsideRadio.com. Perfect. Just you look it up on your the- computer. Yeah, you can download the radio app, you can download my tuner app, or you can go to onsideradio.com and then immediately, so that's Saturdays, 2 to 4 Eastern, and then it turns into a podcast. So you can catch it on demand anytime. Anytime. We had you on there this past week. That's right, I did it last week. And my my show is, it's sports, but it's more not sports. It's gambling, it's cigars, it's great comedians, it's great stories of of my life. So we have a lot of fun, and you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at J-Rod Show, J-R-O-D Show. 
J-Rod show. You know what it's like? It's like hanging out with a bunch of cool Cubans outside a restaurant and sipping that coffee with no sugar, just pounding it. All we need is a tracksuit going, I give you best deal, bro. (laughs) I'm there. Jimmy Rodriguez, thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. Awesome time. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse. Follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. His album, What Was I Thinking, streaming now everywhere. The Chet Waterhouse mugs. Yeah, coffee mug right up there on the jeffcesario.com website. Thanks to all of you for listening. And thanks to my sponsor, MeUndies.com. If you want more of me this weekend, actually, me and Adam Felber are going to do some more simulcasting. We did the Super Bowl this last weekend on the stereo app and had a blast. And so stay tuned. We're going to maybe do some NBA. And then when baseball starts, we're going to hit that. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.